Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by successful business people who also deal with the pain and frustration of chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Today, we're going to be talking with Kasia Robinson. I am really excited to talk to you, Kasia. It's going to have so much of an impact on my listeners, what we're going to be talking about. But I'd love for you to just kind of introduce yourself first and let us know who we're talking to. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's always great to be here. Um, I am a business coach. I work with business owners, mostly small business owners and some management teams there. And uh, really what I'm about is taking people up to the next level. It's really helping business owners find meaning and purpose in their business and really just bringing it up to the next level. There are a lot of people out there and who they know, they know they could, could crack through that ceiling. They know they could get to something bigger, um, whether that's personally and in terms of having a different life or whether that's in the business and uh, and that's where I'm, I'm there to help them. I am I am so glad you've got so many interesting things that we could talk about today and we've got such a limited amount of time that we're just not going to get anywhere near everything I want to chat with you about covered but as you know my listeners for the most part are successful business women in general but men as well who have along the line somewhere, they have wound up not only being someone dealing with a busy, thriving business, but they're also now dealing with chronic illness. Mm -hmm. That could be fibromyalgia, that could be Crohn's disease, it could be diabetes, it could be something that just, they don't feel good. You know, chronic means long-term, not going to go away. And to us that have these things, it really means a pain in the butt. <laughs> Honestly, more Sometimes than Sometimes literally, yeah. Yes, yes, you know. And it's very, very difficult to manage both the business and our health. And someone telling us, oh, you just got to put your heart and soul into your business and everything will go away. That's not going to help. Someone who tells us, just get out there and exercise. I, I joke, I've got a, um, a little kid's toy that's a stick with a horse's head on it. And you, you know, push a button and it clomps and neighs and all this. And I'll go out in my wheelchair and I'll do this with the horses. <laughs> exercise. <laughs> You know, but one of the biggest things that we deal with is energy. Mm -hmm. How do you do everything that's involved in running a business? Take your chronic illness and deal with everything that's involved in that and still have the energy to breathe. <laughs> Yeah, literally. And, and I find that that's, um, you brought up a good point, which there's a lot of uh, focus on these kind of quick solutions or, you know, uh, there's two steps to success. And I really look at it as there's some core principles and energy is a great one that you brought up. Um, and I'm someone who I, I have over the years had to manage depression, um, a chronic depression, and that comes and goes. So, uh, and, and there's part of the, what I look at as I go, 
let me be efficient with my energy. And, and you, and I find so many business owners who don't have any kind of chronic illness or, or limitations. What, what they do is they're completely inefficient with their energy and they're burning themselves out and they're, and, and so it's sort of as if, well, you don't have anything chronic that you're managing with you somehow, but somehow you've created this situation where you're an energy deficit. So they're not doing any better. Um, for having all of that quote unquote extra energy. So what I, I like to really focus on is like, what are the tasks, responsibilities, and then then separately, what are the relationships you have that are generating energy for you? This is the stuff where you just, it makes you feel good to do it. It gives you a positive return. It, it might be, I always say, put sleeping on there, right? <laughs> like, but there's a lot of things that can go on there. The thing is, in order to even have that little bit of energy to invest in, um, you know, redoing your website, if that's something you love, or reaching out and talking to your favorite client, in order to even have that energy, you have to free it up somewhere. And often we've got a big block of things we should do while no one else can really do them, or that's a relationship, that client's so profitable, I can't get rid of them. We have a whole bunch of things that are really sucking up all of our energy and draining it out of us. And so the big thing I like to do with people is like map that out. Let's look at how much energy you're putting in and how much you get back and not make it complicated, map it out. And then we'll go straight into that box of the things that are draining the energy out of you and break down what it is. Often people don't want to delegate. So we got to talk about why don't you want to delegate? Oh, I don't want to burden somebody else. Okay. Pay them. It's not a burden. That's what they do for a living. Right? Especially, you know, when we have uh, illnesses and we're leaning on, we need to lean on other people, we sometimes forget that we can delegate, right? It's not leaning on somebody to delegate to them. You're giving them the opportunity to do that work, whether you pay them or whether it's an employee who's, you're developing talent. You don't like cold calling. Somebody's going to need to do the cold calling. How do you recruit, attract, and develop somebody and support them so that they can do that job effectively? And now is a really good time if you have a family, you're all home together. This is a great time to get your kids, if they're old enough, <clears throat> the lessons in learning how to be self-sufficient, be in business, and do all these things. Get them to do some of the work, right. you know, and, and, and pay them for it. And, and it's a great, it's a twofer. You know, it, it helps you and it helps them learn responsibility and those kinds of things. And one thing that's interesting you said, because it's totally true, is you said, like, if they're old enough. But one thing I say is a lot of times when people have, they say, oh, my God, my kid likes to help me clean, but they make more mess than they create. So I tell them not to do it. And it's a little bit like that in your business, too. Instead, it's like, okay, I need to, let's reward the effort. Let's, and let's focus on, I always say, what's the acceptable error rate? What you're trying to do is show them what good enough looks like. Your four-year-old's not going to get on that stool and wash their dish and put it in the, as well as you're going to do it. Right. Right? But the fact that they do that at all, you don't need to come up right behind them and go, see that you didn't get the sticky egg off or this, or don't worry, dad will do it. You don't want, it's the idea of saying, okay, I can stand the fact that some of these dishes are going to need to be put through the wash again because the egg didn't all come off. But we're, what I'm doing is delegating and rewarding them. And as they get older, 
you continue to move the standard and help them develop. But is that good enough is really hard. And especially I think when, when you have something chronic, good, you know, good enough is your, your best friend because yeah. you've got high standards. Yeah. You're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not walking around with low standards. You have high standards. So it's the hard thing for you is to figure out what good enough looks like. And I'm like, and I really think with delegation, you got to get clear. What's the acceptable error rate? I had a, a client who's struggling to delegate um, social media. I said, how many typos? You want to go on vacation? How many typos can your junior person have? Yeah. Okay, a week before, start letting him do the posting. Okay, now check. Where are you versus the error rate? Making it kind of making it much more analytical is often a way to get people over that hump. And, you know, it's interesting. And Cindy, I know you're listening to this. Cindy's my assistant. And we've been working together for a couple of years. <clears throat> for me, in the beginning, and still at times, it is hard because it's not necessarily the way I would do it or what I want. You know, but I've I've gotten so I truly believe that as long as it gets done and it gets done within the parameters, mm -hmm. I don't care how they do it. You know, but it's I'll sit there and I'll go, that's not the way I would have done it, <laughs> you know, or something like that. And I'm going, hey, it got done, it got done right. Just chill and let it go and yeah. be thankful that you've got someone there doing it for you. And Cindy, I love you. You know that. <laughs> uh, to this point, sometimes I say, I, I go with clients and say, well, can you tell me about a time when your boss, you know, especially if you're back in a corporate job, was telling you to do something and you knew how to do it better. You had a different idea mm -hmm. and your idea was right. And I always go, oh, of course. Well, and it's like, well, couldn't this, uh, let's be open to the idea that your assistant or your, even your kid is, has a better idea than you do. Let them run with it a bit. Yep. Okay. If it's not a good idea, then they'll be much more likely to come back. If you've kind of let them run and just determine that this, Hey, this isn't the best way to do it. Then if you go, well, that's not the right way to do it from yep. the start. Absolutely. And I want to jump back for a second. This is great conversation, but something that, that we were talking about with finding the energy. Yeah. One of the things that I tell my clients is <clears throat> to keep track of what they do on a regular basis mm -hmm. for a week. Yeah. And then go back and look at that form, whether it's an Excel spreadsheet, if it's just something you've written down, whatever. Go back and look at it. And, and while you're keeping track of what you're doing, also keep track of how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And then you can sort of match what takes the most energy when I have the most energy for me, I know I'm, I could get up and go from five o'clock in the morning until about one o'clock in the afternoon. And then I'm toast yeah. and there's nothing I can do. That's going to be um, worthy of letting anybody else see, yeah. <laughs> you know, from like one to four and I'll take a nap or I'll sit back and I'll watch some television and I'll do some, then about four o'clock, I've got some more energy and I can yeah. work again for another couple of hours. But if I try to push through from that one to four, and there are times like today I have to do that, 
my brain gets foggy. I go, I'm not remembering this. I'm not using the right words. And so I've learned to try, if there's something that's very important, to do it early in the morning. Mm-hmm. If there's something that, like I could sit and knit, if I could knit, you know, I could sit right. and knit from one to four, and it doesn't matter if I make mistakes, because I could unravel it, do it over again. Yeah. Are we, and I, I think it's that being kind to yourself, right, understanding there's, you have infinite potential, but how that's going to show up mm-hmm. varies, right? So being kind to yourself about things and being like you're so self-aware about, hey, I hit a certain, I'm going to hit an energy dead zone here. What are some restorative activities? And one of the things is to say, hey, maybe in the morning, a lot of times people start, so sometimes you need to do, don't do anything draining from the get-go, right? Give yourself, so don't, don't look at the news. A lot of times, unless that's relevant to your job, which people will think it is, but try me, try, try not looking at the news for a couple of days and you'll be stunned how much it doesn't matter. Because four days, it'll be the exact same news. They'll go back, up, down. The market goes up, down, left, right. And then you come back and you're in the same place. So one of the things I try to say is like, don't, don't drain the energy first up. So don't do something. In fact, you know, I'm really big on like, don't do anything that's a negative energies. That's a bad idea. But what you might, what you're talking about more is the challenging. Mm -hmm. It's the stuff that it takes a lot of energy to put in. It's still rewarding, right? It's still something that is, you know, enjoyable, but it takes work to put it in. And so there's something about those things. Yeah. You want to think about if you have drains, I really think that people believe, and I got this and they'll always blame it on the industry. They'll blame it on whatever that you got to put up with bad clients. You have to put up with um, bad employee relationships. You're going to put up with tasks and responsibilities that suck the life out of you. When, if you think that, then you'll never make a change. If you step back and go, I am absolutely entitled and capable of doing, creating value, doing the work that is the highest and best use of my time. I'm absolutely entitled to great clients so I can provide them supreme service, right? If you start to come out with that, and that's one of the reasons I do these exercises to like, that's, who is this bad client? Tell me about them. Let's really get clear about what's not working. Now let's get clear about what a good client looks like. I love it. And having questions, write the questions out. I'm like, this is not an intellectual exercise. This is a, you can start asking questions tomorrow of new people coming in and you can start telling people, if you're looking for clients, you can start to tell other people, hey, this is what I want. This is who I want to do business with. Yeah. And I think on a couple of levels, once you get clear on that, that's actually the type of client you're going to see coming to you. Yeah. You know, it's not. And for the longest time, I had really hard time telling somebody no, even though I knew, oh, dear God, these are going to be a pain in my tuchus. <laughs> you know, I don't want this, but they got money and they're willing to pay me. And they, you know, and so I'll go, okay. And then every single time, inevitably, I would go, all right, what am I going to do? I got to get rid of this person. I can't take it any longer. Mm-hmm. Biggest drain in the world. Yeah. And it's that changing the screen on the way in which is, and I think it's really important right now to be focusing on that because when times the economy gets tough, we tend to think we need to hold on to every dollar, 
any client. And that's a scarcity thinking. I mean, look, if you have a 60% market share in some very specific thing, maybe you want to get into another business because you want to have some place to grow. Yeah, okay, the, the market may affect you. But most of the time, I'm dealing with business owners, even if they have a few million dollar business, they don't have an enormous market share. So I go, hey, why can't everyone else have a few bad clients? And you have the good ones. It's not, no skin off their back. You're going to let each one of them have 0.01% more bad clients. And you're going to have 100% great clients. I love it. I love it. That's, that's really, really, really great thinking. And Are you looking to grow your business in 2020? Nancy has a brand new mini book for all of you. She's written up her top five tools that she's used to grow her businesses successfully over the years. Learn Nancy's tips and tricks for free right now. Sign up now to get your copy. Go to free.businesssuccessunlimited.com. That's free.businesssuccessunlimited.com. Get yours today. I know that we, when we talked earlier, we talked about several different exercises and things mm-hmm. that we can do to up our energy. Yeah. Why don't you share some of that with us? Well, I, I think the, the biggest one is to free it up first, is to get that. And, and, the, and I look at a lot, it's like this mapping out, to your point, you're collecting all this information. So that's great. So if somebody came to me with that, I mean, it'd be wonderful. Usually they're like opening their calendar and going through something and going, who did I talk to in the last month? And, but um, if you're coming in with all that information, it's, it's really fantastic. So it's easy to just visually put it out there. And one of the big things is don't if don't hem and haw. Is it a do you get energy out of it or not? People will say, well, sort of, then I said put it in negative. Okay, maybe slightly negative. But we know when something is energizing to us. So really be clear about those. And then the big one is with relationships. They say it's not the person, it's the relationship. So when you look at that, one of the ways you can free up energy really easily and kind of build energy is by even just separating it and going, hey, you know, it takes two to tango and this person's not going to change. So if I want this relationship to change, I'm going to have to do something, whether that's firing my client, whether that's, um, whether that's, you know, you can't fire your family necessarily, but you can change how you engage with them. So there's so much work to be done there. Usually when you, if you engage in sex exercise, what happens is as you go, you start to remember, oh, you know, that friend of mine, we can't remember the people who are energizing to us, right? Because it's, it's free. It's like free. So you start to remember and what I'll have people do is I said, let's, if we're, let's take one of these relationships or one of these tests, it's not boiled. It, just take one. Let's eliminate it. And let's talk about what you want to put in its place because that energy wants to go somewhere. I have a client where it was sleeping. We went on an eight-hour sleep as a, for a week. She was going to do a, a try out eight hours of sleeping because she started saying, well, I can't have it. It's, you know, I don't really need eight. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, no, you, in your goal statement, you said you want eight, so let's try out eight. And let's make that a habit. So there's a lot of that about like, what do you, let's take something off and then what do you want to put in? And if you have that sense of what you want to put in, it's a lot easier to take it off. And, I, and then as the coach, I'm here to kind of, make you commit to re- doing that other thing, right? Because then you, otherwise that free energy is going to start going back down the drain, right? You're going to find a way to burn it off. So um, a lot of it is really just like being clear on, you know, and sleep is great. Like you're saying, um, talking to people that are reading, 
hobbies, anything that you, you know, don't be afraid to put something in that's not work related. In fact, the, one of the saddest things I've, I've heard is I had a client came in, he had no restorative activities, wasn't even getting that much sleep. That's sad. Yeah. But, you know, if we go back to, to focusing specifically on these, these businesses are, they're successful, Mm -hmm. uh, but now they've had this whatever happened and the things that they have done in the past that maybe they've enjoyed, you know, they've, they've done to get their business successful they don't they can't do any longer okay um they can delegate they can hire out they can automate you mm -hmm. know there's a lot of different things that we can do but we have to have the time and the energy to put these things in place mm -hmm. and for a lot of my clients it's things like all I want to do is sit in a corner and cry. I don't have any energy at all to even get started on this stuff. Mm -hmm. What do we do? Well, there's some of the best advice I got was from another coach, Nafa Vaselli. He told me, he said, there's no solution to a feeling. One thing to kind of keep in mind is fighting it isn't, in the moment, right? When you're in the moment, fighting it is not going to do you any good. What you're trying to do is to think of yourself kind of like a sieve, right? Or like a cheesecloth, right? The, it'll pool up for a bit and then it flows through. And one of the ways that I do that is when I have, I'm, I make sure to keep track of good days, right? And it might be whenever it is, but you want to keep tracking because what you want to be able to look at yourself and say is, I'm not feeling good right now, but I have felt good in the past and I will feel good in the future. I don't need to know how I'm going to feel good. I don't need to talk about the circumstances of that. What all I need to do is say to myself, this will pass. I have felt good in the past. I will feel good in the future. So there, we're all going to have those days um, of where we're, it's going to be tough. And there's a lot, you I mean, you can get behavioral therapists, you can get all sorts of people in here to say, oh, you know, yeah, have, reach out to other people. Just sharing, just saying to somebody, I'm crying in the corner all day. I mean, I know for me, when my depression was really bad, it was a lot of, it was sort of precipitated by being in a, a job that was a really bad fit for me, but I had nobody to tell. Yeah. And so when you free up, when you start to look at it and go, all right, let me just pick one thing I'm going to take off. Sometimes maybe the thing that's draining you is putting on a good face every day, not your makeup, but putting on a good face. That's the draining thing is God, I have to be chipper. I have to prop everybody up. That's the thing that's just, okay, stop doing it. It's not going to be easy, but what can you put in? Oh, what I could put in there is a little quiet time, right? What I could put in there is, is, is sharing myself right? and, and being authentic or hell, getting a therapist and having somebody to talk to. But again, you got to free a little energy up in order to have something to invest. And I think being devil's advocate on this one, because I actually agree with you, 
but some of the things that I've heard is, and I've heard people tell them to me, I'm very open. I'm very honest about what has happened to me, about my feelings, about the things that are going on around me, you know, and I'm told, oh, you can't talk about things like that. You know, shh, don't, don't say those things. If, if people know that you have um, a fuzzy brain and, and short-term memory loss, they're not going to want to work with you because they're going to think that you're not going to be able to do your best for them. And they're going to go off. And I'm going, baloney, <laughs> you know? Well, that gets to this idea of who you want to do business with and what is, where's the value you create? So if the value that you create is having perfect short-term memory, if that's the job and you're selling yourself as somebody and the value that the other people get from you is you having perfect short-term memory, well, yeah, sure, that's right. But you should be telling them anyway because you're not going to be doing the job very well, right? Mm -hmm. If they're expecting you to be able to repeat back the phone numbers they just told you all day long, you're not going to be doing your job very well. You should tell them and you should stop doing that job. More clear we are in where we create value and for whom. Then it becomes, then the thing that you're saying, it's not even a limitation. It's like, I mean, I don't play professional basketball, so I can tell you I'm five foot three. Who, who cares? You're not asking me to reach the tall shelf without a stool. Yeah. Okay? So some of it's about that, um, is, is more about, so where's the value I create? All right, well, maybe I do need a caveat, which is if you call me between, I don't, you know, I'm offline between these hours. Or I don't, um, I can't physically come to your site. So I do digital, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But that's, you're still creating the same value. So it's, it's not, and if a client cares that much about you not being able to climb six flights of stairs, well, they can go to somebody else. You don't want them. And I think that's an energy waste too, because if I'm sitting there worrying about, oops, I just said something about my short-term memory. Oops. You know, now they're not going to, my, my, energy is all focused on what are the things I can't say because somebody's not going to want to work with me. And I don't want to deal with that. I want to deal with, this is who I am, take it or leave it, you know? So I, I think that so much of what, and I know that people who don't have chronic illnesses go through this to a certain extent as well. And it just compounds for people who have issues. But I think if we focus on all of the negativity that we've been talking about, we're never going to get anything done. And you're so right in saying we've just got to free it up and figure out how we can best, best use it. Wonderful, wonderful thoughts. Can you believe our time's up already? Oh, my goodness. Well, it's been we, great talking to you. It's It's been fantastic. So much information that if my foggy brain will allow me, I'll, I'll be able to share with everybody else. And this has just been wonderful. Thank you so much. Before we leave, is there one thing that you'd like to share with everyone that we haven't shared yet? Uh, this too shall pass. Wherever you are, whatever's going on, this moment that you're having, good, bad, indifferent, this will pass. Wonderful thought. How does someone get in touch with you if they want to work with you? The best way is to uh, track me down on LinkedIn. Um, I think 
uh, if I'm not, I'm probably not the only Casio Robinson there, but uh, I'm probably the only one that's going to show up when you go searching around for me. Or you can check out my website. That's www.cassia-partners.com. That's www.cassia-partners.com. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today and sharing these fantastic ideas. And guys, everybody who's listening, you know, put comments down below when in the podcast and let us all know what questions you have, what thoughts you have, you know, give us some ideas on what you do to create more energetic uh, lifestyles, all of those kinds of good things. And know that you can hear us every Thursday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern at www.don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Everybody, thanks for listening. If you know of anyone else who should be hearing these stories, share the podcast with them. If you have some people you think would be great guests, let me know. And we will talk again soon. Everybody take care. And until we meet again, be productive and soar higher. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye.